perspective. Thrill me. Welcome back. Another week. This time it's in the cage. Jared, Gibbo returns. About time. Now, some people might think that we are desperately trying to fuck you over. <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> I'm just terribly unreliable. <laughs> because you always seem to roll back in and just, and just get hit in the face by some <laughs> random shit that we decide. It's not like the stuff you did in my absence was quality, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. True. No, no, that's there's true. Not, there's not been much Oscar there, fare in there. No, so. there's been no Oscar fare, but yeah this, is, yeah, this is a little lower than those. This is the bottom of the barrel. There's no doubt about it. I was going to say, it's good to have you back because it we were starting to feel like Harley without Marlboro. You know, it just, just wasn't right. I, I, safe to say it's way better than this movie. It's not close. Tonight's film is a little um, B-grade slock fest known as The Cage. Now, just to give you a bit of history where this came from, this has actually been brought to our attention by one of our listeners, Brad. He is a He was a fan of this back in the day. Sick man. And um, initially, I said to Brad... Look, if I find a copy on YouTube, I don't think I can get it past everyone else. But if he watches it and I watch it, we'll put yeah you know, his thoughts on paper and I'll I'll read it out. And then <laughs> this cloud across here, looking for someone to, yeah. to, to point a finger at, he says to me, "What are you doing? <laughs> I'll be in there." <laughs> and you got serious problems, thus, mate. Thus, this episode was born. You know, the problem was, though, I discussed it with Gibbo, and I think my enthusiasm kind of, in my memory, bled over to the, the Gibbo being enthusiastic about it as well, which no, he does it. I'm yeah. about Nicolas Cage. Yeah, well, and then, so I've said to Adam, yeah, Gibbo's up for it. We, you know, we've got to get this going. So Adam's like, right, I will do it. And then... I've spoken to you about it again, and you're like, oh, fuck. I thought, oh, I thought you were You said to me, we're going to do a Cage movie. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Nicolas Cage. No worries. I'll get on board with that. Yeah, yeah what, though? So he's more up for The Rock or yeah, something what? random, you know? Looking at his resume, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not telling you about it, but at least I know what it was. And I'll probably be able to find it on PSN instead of the depths of YouTube. Yeah, well, so, well, so look, I'll cop it on the chin. I... Well, Brad has provided us his thoughts, mm-hmm. so they will be peppered That's throughout nice. this episode. But before we get into the cage with Lou Ferrigno and <laughs> Red Brown, <laughs> uh, what have we been watching? Gibbo, you've been away for a long time. Yeah. And I'm assuming you've got quite a bit on the... On I'm a shit YouTube. bloke, but I watch a lot of stuff, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, I know um, I listened to you guys a couple of episodes ago, Coxie watched The Founder. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it as well. Prick of a bloke. Yeah. Really. It reminded me a little bit of the Facebook, the way, yeah. the way Facebook was done. Just a, a rich, greedy bastard screwing over two other blokes. And, and sort of championed him for it. Too. Yeah, and everyone's like, yeah, you're a fucking legend, mate. And <laughs> not really. He was just an asshole and just wanted to steal someone else's idea for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think Keaton did a good job. And it's, it's not the most entertaining movie. It's kind of interesting, but no. it's just like, ugh. For me, clearly the most interesting part was anything that was related to how Mac has got to the point that it... Yeah. So. Yeah, and the way they start, like designed their whole thing at the start, that was really... Like, if they went to that much detail, that was amazing. Like, the choreography yeah. of the kitchen and stuff like that, yeah. that was cool. But other than that, it was just a bit of a bit of a slow burn, I guess. I watched Arrow Season 5 and The Flash. It's under duress at this point. I'm watching mm. it with a little bloke. They're just so basic. Um, I'm, you would have watched them. Hang for on sure. a second. Yeah, look, yeah. The, oh, the new seasons, I've, I'm a little bit fatigued. I, I haven't watched them. It's just you were a massive Flash guy. 
Has it, yep. it gone? Yeah, season one. I mean, I can understand Arrow because Arrow's been on the longest and it's probably yeah. clutching for ideas as these Flash shows. Is, yeah. Flash has got worse every season. Yeah, season, one, season one, I actually enjoyed it more than Arrow because it was kind of the counterpoint. Like, Arrow was the dark kind of Batman Begins type one, whereas Flash brought a little bit of that superhero, a bit of cheesiness, um, and I really enjoyed it, but uh, it's, it's just sort of suffered a little bit. Yeah, the, and the, the crossover stuff... It, it, that neither of them they're both very different tonally like you said like yeah. one's more violent and, and it just doesn't they don't really merge together like they should like they're trying to do the Marvel Universe thing what they're doing on Netflix and it doesn't work anywhere near the same because they're so different characters the shows are all they've all got the same formula too they've all got the oh, hero they've all got how the how different um, characters can have the exact same power over and over again for yeah, different reasons but they've all, it's just you know, nonsensical they've all got the they've all got their own variation of the comic relief pal yeah. yeah, the computer expert or science expert, or like it's yeah. very formulaic, and it's it's started to wear down. And I think that's why I've enjoyed the Legends of Tomorrow most recently because it's got that quantum leap vibe to it, where they can have a bit of fun with going to different time periods and stuff. Yeah, it just feels like they're rolling out the same thing over and over again. So mm. wasn't wasn't really I'm certainly on. fatigued. By like it. I said, as soon as something comes out, Dylan will be like, "Yeah, let's watch this," and I'll be like, oh, "All right," <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not keen. Um, Stranger Things two, on the other hand. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I love it. Very, very... Ca- I, I, you finished it? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. I oh, mate, so I finished it. in two days. I was I've just... already ordered my um, singlet for the summer with 11 and bitching across the front. Yeah. <laughs> with the slick back hair? Yeah. Yeah, nice. I also... I've watched the first four episodes. Uh. I think it's still a good show, but I am seeing repetition and it feels the same... And I, I'm sure it's going to pay off. It I'm did, hoping it, it's going to pay off. It doesn't have as much of the, the horror stuff as it had in the first season. But I'm finding that the team characters in those first four <clears> episodes have basically done nothing. Now, I don't know whether... I'm assuming yeah. there's a payoff. You mean the older kids? Well, the older yeah. kids have, yeah. have done absolutely nothing. Yeah. They've introduced that mullet-wearing... Billy. ...douchebag. Yeah. He's an Aussie, be. and he's fantastic. But <laughs> he, again, I'm, I'm assuming there's payoff. So I, I haven't seen all of so assuming there's something As I said more. to you, I actually I didn't really find... That what you found? Like, I think if you're talking about Nancy and um, and Billy, or whatever his name is, yeah, yeah. If you're talking about them, it does. It, it takes a little. They're, they're kind of off to the side and a bit yeah. of a diversion. But you get this awesome stuff with Steve coming in with the crew of younger kids. We yeah. can't really ruin it for Adam. No, so. we're not going to ruin it. But Steve gets but involved. Steve with has it, a better arc than the other older of, kids. That's so. some of the best work <laughs> of the season. But yeah. the young kids are great. Like yeah. I still feel that there's that's there. Yeah, I think but Max then, is a good addition but then too. You've but... Got, but then you've got 11 to the side. Mm. And I guess the hype was huge and it's just, to me so far, it has not lived up to it. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, yeah it definitely gets better at the end. Yeah, what, the, sure. the hype was so big it couldn't possibly. Yeah, no, well, that's the other thing. I think the lightning is well, I think that's, hard, that, that's the hard part for them is that you've got something that was incredibly, it was lightning in a bottle that first mm. season was just, Everybody like, like I, I binge watched that first yeah. season. Yeah. I just I I have gone a week in between episodes yeah. of this. You're one. a stronger man. Than yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I just I'm not going to away from it. I, days, I just finished an episode and I think yeah that was good. Yeah, and but I'm not itching. So what did you do? Because for me the early episodes I thought there was some fantastic. There stuff was some great Hopper stuff. And, Hopper and Eleven. And yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that. But I just I don't know. I just felt whenever they went away from the young kids. I kind of lost a bit of the... The kids are definitely the peak the, of it. They are great. When when they're at Halloween, doing the Halloween stuff... Yeah, that was in cool. That, I think it was the second episode. Yeah. 
just magic. Like mm, some yeah. of that stuff is just magic. Like they really, they also nail the eighties. Yeah, you're right with the um, like da- uh, Dacre Montgomery is the Aussie guy that plays the the mullet wearing fucking bozo. Yeah, he's, he's, he's early he's on. Work. Early on, he's he's very um. Like one note, he's yeah. just antagonising his sister, but it does develop. Well, that's it. Sort of get involved. I can't. I think he's going to help more in season three. Yeah, I cannot fully. Just, I cannot fully review it. Yeah. Without seeing the the rest of it, because it, I I think it gets better. There's got to be payoff, and if, as long as there's payoff, then I'll probably be able to say, well, you know what? I thought it was a bit slow, but then. I got what I was hoping. You haven't for. even got to episode seven. I was going to say episode like seven it might be the issue. Show cold. That'll be the issue. <laughs> seven, I heard, was very bad. It, it, well, it, it, it's kind of like a standalone thing in within the season. It, it goes off and does its own thing, and it's, mm. none of it ties back to the other. Uh, what was it? Like eight episodes or whatever. Mm. Um, it's ten episodes. I think it's or is it is it ten or nine. I, I don't know. Anyway, so but it, it, seven is its own thing. I, I didn't. I liked that episode. It's just it's very different to everything else. Yeah. But the, the season gets better at the end, it and there's a no pay yeah, for a lot of stuff. Well, sure. that's it. As long as that pays off, I'll probably re reassess. Yeah. Because I, at the moment, I'm only really in the opening. It honestly episode. feels like this season is a bridge to wherever, because they're only doing three, aren't they? Four, I believe. They I think that, yeah, as far as I know, the Netflix is Four, basically they've, they've actually go given for them up. two more seasons. Uh, so I reckon so, three would have been perfect. Yeah, as look, much as I, I like it. As long as, they, as, long as it's. Um, like, if they had a plan for three seasons and Netflix has said, can you do four, I'm okay with that. As yeah. long as they don't try to keep stretch it. Yeah. That's not worried about past. it. Because I think Breaking Bad was kind of like that. I think <clears> they pushed it a little bit further yeah, than they might have anticipated yeah. to. But the story was strong enough to hold it. So, yeah. if, if Stranger Things is like that, I'll, I'll be okay. I think you can get more seasons out of it. It's just it's just about how well they... Well, there's definitely... I mean, they, they don't finish anything yeah. in this season. They just kind of... Sorry, mate. Off to the side. Keep no, that's all right. We're really burning through my list, so that's good. <laughs> I watched uh, Police Academy. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> it's fucking great. It really is. It's so <laughs> shit. But, mate, Dylan pissed himself. Like, it's just got some comedy that just... Yeah. It just holds up, you know what I mean? Some of the Tackleberry stuff. Dylan yeah, was yeah. just losing his shit. It was... I mean, you can see what was successful. I never, yeah. fa- never ever failed to laugh at it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I just, I started watching. I thought, ah, oh, this is, you know, probably won't pan out. He'd be bored after ten minutes. Loved it. He was into it. Yeah. He was just keen, and like when you know, they turn the car over, and that's what, like he was just all about. Then the what's his name? A commandant Lassard or whatever. He always used to crack. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's many, like, many. Things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I won't spend much time on that one. Um, went and watched Ragnarok in cinema with How um, was it? with Dill. Yeah, so did I. Top. Yeah. yeah, I was a really big fan. Um, best of the Thor films? <clears throat> oh, best of the Thor yeah. films by far. Um, the only thing for me, though, is the best thing about it was that old mate uh, Taiko Waititi, he realised it's just the same. It's just another story that's going to get boring, so we're just going to fucking make it a comedy. But they find, yeah, but as I've heard on a couple other pods talking about it, Thor needs to be way out there with what he does, you know, fighting huge monsters yeah. and doing magical yeah. shit, and they nailed it finally. Instead of this... Yeah. You know, trying to make everything serious and somber and whatever else, they they just went completely crazy. Like the first duty fights is a giant lava monster with a fucking a mask, and I mean, some of the jokes I think are a little bit, just a little bit little too bit forced, jokey. Yeah. But I laughed at all of them. But it just seems like it's like from joke to joke to joke. Yeah. And it, but I just think I just think it worked. But because it, quite it's frankly, like top five. Quite frankly, if it, if it wasn't funny. I'd have been sitting there going, "Well, where was his? Where was um, Hella? Because she was she was barely in it. She was in it at the start and the yeah. finish. And um, 
I'd have been thinking that's one of the weaker villains that they've rolled out. Yeah, just it's another it's another weak villain in a bunch. They kind of had villains. multiple villains, and like she was the big bad, but there was yeah. But they kind of but the fact that they because it, that that's what happened. It sort of took a story and then went to another story and then came back to this story, so it jumped around a bit. But because it was funny as hell, <coughs> you didn't care. You, you just yeah. you, you, plus you it had Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. So oh, exactly, he, he was magic in it. Yeah. He was gold. he just he, was gold. he knew what he was there for. And he knocked it out of the park. It was yeah. gold. Taika Waititi's uh, rock character, whatever his name was, Korg. Yeah, Korg. He was Korg. hilarious. That you was the, so... Piss off, ghost. You want the pointy stakes? They're probably not very useful unless you're fighting vampires that are hunched close together, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was just good. And that was obviously a night at where we're doing the shadows and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, he was really good. There was, there was heaps of good stuff. And yeah, I just thought that maybe if they, if they can stay at that level, if they keep going down the... I don't know. It just... It was a little bit of a trying to do a copy off Guardians. Yeah. Which yeah. it could get a little bit too much of the same thing, but I, I loved but it. With I that, like yeah, that's honestly like a top five Marvel movie for that me. That Kiwi sense of humor too gave it that little bit of a. Yeah, I wonder if it pl- the humor played as well not in Australasia, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. we've kind of got our own sense of humor. I, don't, I just don't know. I, I'm assuming that everyone thought it was funny. Yeah. But I reckon maybe some stuff didn't hit anyway. Anyways, that was good. I watched Maggie, which is the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, yeah. Very different take on the uh, the whole zombie apocalypse sort of. It's gig. it's probably too slow. Oh, it's super slow. But Arnie is actually <clears throat> very good. He's really like, good. surprisingly. Good. She's good in it. I thought the ending was a little bit unsatisfying. Yeah, but, yeah. Like it was touching at the same time, but it was just like. Huh. But well, I guess the, that's the, the end thing, of that. The thing, this is a. I mean, we've always talked about this, and it's always been the weakness of Arnie hmm. is that your Stallones and your Bruce Willis's and those guys could go and do that when they were at the peak of their powers, like they were in their. 30s, mm. and they could still go and give you that yeah. if you really needed it. No, he was he was impressive. Arnie sure. couldn't, but then he probably could have. Like that's the thing. No one ever, when he was at the peak of his powers, no one ever went to Arnie and said, "Look, we got this small movie where you're going to play a father." Yeah, Arnie would have gone, "Mate, you want to talk to me? You want to show us 20 different emotions on your face at once? You seem raw deal. Yeah, you know why they didn't do that. Where someone went, "Look, I've got this script for Arnie." Have you seen Raw Deal? Yeah, let's go elsewhere. We're just having the background flexing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But but he does. I think being old, being a lot older now, it actually works more for him to do it now. Yeah, and also no longer being the the you know the box office. Yeah, he can settle that. He he can settle, and he has to. Yeah. Settle for that sort of stuff. But so I had it on on my list for a while, and I just thought, oh, I'll just watch it and. I think it was actually while the kids had chicken box. I watched that when you guys were probably doing your last pod. Yeah. So that wasn't too bad. Uh, I watched the season one of Wolf Creek on Stan. Mm. Is that any good? Yeah, not great. Uh, he he doesn't have the same gravitas that he had in the movie, um, the Mick Taylor character. He's not anywhere near as menacing, and some of the effects honestly struggle. Like, And speaking of storylines that just... Just pop up for a couple of episodes and then just go yeah. fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't mind it early on, but, yeah, it, it just... It was all over the shop. I, and I got, finished it for the sake of finishing And now yeah. there's another season's coming another out. Season, so like, you're going to have to watch that. When I saw that, I was like... Uh, Six episodes, though, you'll be able to knock yeah, it Yeah, I know. It's just... But it's a different character. It's not the same girl or anything. It's a whole no. new thing. And he is now basically a Jason Voorhees type. Yeah, pretty much. It's like... Just a, gritty, just a gritty, fucking filthy, yeah, unkillable. Now he's got. Well, she nailed him to the wall with a bunch of fire pokers, yeah. and and he's got and backstory now. Of course, like it's just it's gotten a bit too far. I think. Yeah. So what's that? Watch Baby Driver. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it? it was pretty good. It was probably like a six and a half, seven, something like that. 
the main dude in it, he's really good. And some of the stunts in it are top, top, top level. Didn't enjoy looking at Kevin Spacey anymore, unfortunately. No, so I was going to say, I probably would have watched it by now. Bah. That. Fuck that guy. I just anyway. I couldn't watch it after that. No, we could go and watch the nice guys again. Because my dad came over and he's just oh, never, he didn't know what it was. I said, hey, watch this with me. He pissed himself the whole fucking time. <laughs> just everything. As soon as, when, uh, when Crow breaks his arm and he's squealing, dad was just rolling off the couch. Like, just lost his shit completely. Uh, so that was good. Um, and then, obviously, season uh, one of The Punisher on Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Is, that, um, is that your last... Yeah, except for Deep Blue Sea, which is oh, very yeah, important. Yeah, yeah. But let's get to let's talk to Punisher because I'm I'm four episodes into the Punisher. Oh, okay, we can't go too far then. Yeah, um, well, I'm I'm only I'm six. Oh, I'm six down. I thought you'd be all over it. Yeah, I've been trying to finish it, but I'm enjoying it. I actually like it. I think it's kind of I, I prefer that grittier human style. Talk to me after the last um, last episode. Marvel sort of show, but I can see where. It's not particularly fast moving, which no. which I which surprises me. I thought it'd be very much action aplenty. Yeah, and it's it's obviously it's building it's more things up. On, it's more like a, a bloody like a crime procedural sort. Well, of. yeah, and it's it's more sort of taking on a bit of PTSD and, yeah. and veterans in America. Oh, it's and clearly like that, which and is, I do I do love that. the fact that you know they were kind of uh, they basically committed war crimes, and that's why. Mm. What's happening, yeah, you know, is happening. Yeah, and I really did enjoy that, and I think uh, John Bernthal is excellent yeah. as the Punisher, and I do like. I think the acting's quite good, so it'll be. I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. I think the the uh, homeland Madani. She's not a good actress. No, I'm not. I a don't enjoy her at all. Her the, the stuff with her. By episode six, and I'm in the stuff with her is becoming a real slog. She's just she's got one note, and yeah. Yeah, I just don't like looking at it. Oh, I'm, uh, John Bernthal, I've big, big, been a big fan of his ever since season one of um, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. He's, he's really he's good. He's part of that I show. I thought him and, Micro, when he died. him and Micro together were pretty good too, and him and Karen Page, the scenes with him, them together are excellent. She must be just loving having this uh, little world just propping her up all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, I just, that Madani kills it for me. She's a real struggle. Um. Other than that, but yeah, sorry, I had heaps more other comments, but I won't say any because you guys aren't up to there yet. So, if I was going to place it, if I was going to peg it as of now without having not finished it, but I'm at episode six, I'd say it's below Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Both seasons of Daredevil. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll probably enjoy yeah. Daredevil season two more than this one. There's a lot more going on, and I think Luke Cage I liked, but I think I liked the, this one probably a little bit more. But yes, obviously got a few episodes to... The, the last episode, I, I had an issue with the last episode. It's not not that it's not good, mm. but some stuff happens in the last episode and after you watch it, you'll be like, oh, and then you come and talk to me. Right. All right, so... Spoilers next time, eh? No, well, it's, yeah, that's not a spoiler because it, it, it's a really good episode. Oh, and I mean, next time we get to... Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it, yeah. The shit yeah. Out of it. <laughs> um, it just, yeah, it takes a, it takes a certain tack and I was just like, holy fuck, like, I'm not sure how I feel about that, so... Yeah. But yeah, Day the last one, Day Blue Sea. Cinematic masterpiece. Do you have anything? Out of five. You both, what do you, do you have anything to say to Brandon and Zach? For- it's probably a two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. It's entertaining in bits, but some of the stuff in it is just so upsetting to watch. <laughs> a little Cool J's character, mate. He feels like he should when a Coco pops out or something. Like, just, just fuck off. He's a caricature. I just... It bugged the shit out of me. Him and his parrot. If someone goes into a fucking thing to retrieve a fucking pet one more time... <laughs> Like, yeah. like, and people in horror movies and there's a fucking murder outside, they go, oh, my cat's outside, yeah. I better go. Just fuck yeah, the cat. Fuck Who the cat. cares? Get moving. Yeah. yeah. 
Bird, bird, but no, mate. Nah, nah. Go upstairs, get away from the water. As I said, mate, it's chow. It's 30 seconds that you're, you're going to be focused on something other than me. Yeah. Come out of there. <laughs> the only things I actually liked out of it was the surprising stuff. So Samuel L. Jackson's death. He's funny. Doing his big fucking speech, neck minute, fucking both, you're gone. Um, and then at the end, when you think the girl's, you know, she's going to like save the day or whatever else, and she just gets fucking eaten. Yeah. I was just like, oh, because oh, I forgot that it happened. I was just like, yeah. oh, right. Well, as, as we said, we had that test screen related. Because the, 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 the audience, no liked it. She the audience fucking, fucking hated us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's a freak of a human. Yeah. I think you pointed out about just redundant scenes, like the test shark practice thing, doing the yeah. brain fluid extraction, yeah. and then doing the exact why same scene it, the next one. Why do the, the bit on the, the, the little sort of model? The only reason you was so later on they could do that fake scare with the model floating up to her. Sorry, not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me. Thomas Jane, terrible. Man, terrible in, man terrible. in the 2000s. Yeah. Come no, on. He, he's a fan. He was hot, right? That's right. It was one you guys that said you, he's going to be the big thing. Oh, that's the rest of it. Then I'm wrong with you guys. I listened to the pods and I, they all just sort of merge in with other pods. I was just going to say, one of the other blokes on the podcast was saying that he thought he was going to be the next big thing. <laughs> no. You're a fucking idiot. That's the GK sitting next to you, mate. <laughs> have, you, have you seen his version of The Punisher? Oh, I have. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's as Adam was telling me. Look, back in the day, Adam was saying deeply sees it, but then he's going to be the Punisher. That'll launch him into the stratosphere. Yeah. And of course, I was wrong about the Punisher. <laughs> but then again, the only one that had previously been around was the Dolph Lundgren version. So <laughs> yeah. At that stage, I think that, there was a low it bar. Is, it, is it, was. it is better than that. It's, it's got John Travolta. So. It's pull. The, it's the, terps, the, yeah. Oh, it's not terps. It's all, it's actually all right, no, it's, but it's, it's pretty bad. It's crazy. It, 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 it's not a good action film. Put it that way. Well, lots of faces in it, so yeah. And hang on, who's the the two weird? The, there's the two offside characters. Isn't Ben Foster one of the? Oh, maybe. The I, weird I, guys I, I haven't it? seen it. I can't even remember. If it's not Ben Foster, it's someone like him. But he's like the you know, outcast head, yeah. dude. Have you got it? I've got it. I bought that in Warzone double pack for ten bucks. <laughs> of course you did. The, the worst thing about You're it is Thomas Jane in <laughs> The worst thing is Punisher Warzone is the best. I know. Series game. I know. Don't talk about keeping people in royalties, oh. mate. We, I heard about your purchases for <laughs> <and> rentals. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> Uh, terrible. God, well, I had to watch it somehow. Anyway, that's it for me. All right, mine's quick. I Big finished fun. off Mindhunter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's still very much a slow burn. Like, it doesn't yep. really end anything. The last sequence in at the end uh, is really creepy just because, yeah, this serial killer kind of talks to him in the hospital and he's just kind of, you know... He's kind of saying you don't you, you don't like me. You talk to me all, and it, it gets really cre- kind of creepy. It's kind of it's classic David Fincher that really sort of off putting mm. sort of stuff, and it ends with this person that we've seen throughout all the episodes is obviously going to come into the next season. And I said before when I was watching it, if if you know your serial killers, yeah, then you'll know yeah. who it is, yeah, but. It's it's going to be interesting. Oh, is he based on somebody? Or? Yes, he is. I believe he's based on a specific oh, right serial killer. So you'll know that's going to come into play somewhere in in the next couple of seasons. And it's just it's just really interesting. Yeah. Look, it's slow burn city, but I enjoyed it. I'm not against slow burn if it's in, like things can be slow, but it's still really well yeah. made and interesting. You know what I mean? And so, it doesn't always pay off. Yeah. Like this is the thing about it. It doesn't always pay off, but it's probably going to later. It's just taking its time, and it's one of those very much 
it's just very interesting to see the way they kind of set this stuff up because it was it's kind of based on reality. Yeah. Um, how they set up criminal profiling, so it's good. It's pretty good. The only other thing I saw other than Punisher and Stranger Things is I'm about ten episodes deep into Brooklyn Nine Nine, mm. loving it. But like you, those first two episodes of the season. If, if that were the first two episodes I ever saw, I would never have watched the show. Wow. Yes, they were fucking awful. So I saw the new yep. season come up and I said, right, well, we've got to watch this, and we just haven't had a chance. The first yeah. two episodes are fucking, dare I say it, just they're shit. Like, they're just, they're not wow, funny. They haven't had a bad one. Yeah, I was funny. hoping you were going to say diabolical. Yeah, you're I'm loving diabolical, baby. I'm t-shirts, yeah. and they're going to say diabolical. Diabolical. But they are, the first two episodes, yeah. it just feels like, because there's no ensemble, it's primarily about Holt and Peralta. Yeah. Mm. And they're not in Brooklyn. Yeah. It's just, it shows Andy Sandberg's weaknesses that he's extremely annoying and that character yeah, is an absolute prick. But if you put him with the yeah. rest of the cast, he needs other people to buff his edges. Yeah. And it doesn't work for those first two episodes. So I was just sitting there thinking, oh shit. Imagine being at, at a pub having a beer with the bloke. Yeah. You'd knock him out in yeah. 15 minutes. <laughs> like, honestly. And. Those first two episodes, I was like, oh, shit, they've, they've bloody nuked the fridge. Yeah. And this is this is where it's gone. But then it, it writes itself because they go back. Well, that's good because I've been are. hanging out for that season to come um, out. And so, so yeah, I, I still find it very amusing. And Andre Brower just... He just gets laughs from me. <laughs> that yeah. deadpan stuff is just yeah. so good, and he just delivers it so well. Plus, we get a nice Jimmy Smith cameo. Oh, Jimmy Smith loved it. Bring it back the NYPD. Yeah, it was gold. It was gold. He was NYPD blue. Yeah, yeah, he was NYPD blue. It's just piss funny when he turns up for an episode. So it's definitely worth watching. It's just those first two episodes were. Well, I'm happy you told me because I would have been so upset watching that. Yeah, I struggled. I mean, I don't know. You might let him slide, but. I was really disappointed in them both. Because I was going to say that that's probably the most consistent TV yeah. series, like comedy wise, I've ever seen up until this point. I think so. that's why I was pissed off. Yeah. Because I the first three seasons had been consistently amusing. Yeah. And then this just comes in, and I was just like, well, "What's going on?" You know, I was a bit worried, and then it gets back to on deck, which is good. That's it for me. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> covering some of the same ground. Yeah, I started Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think I'm about five episodes in, and I thought exactly the same. I thought those two Florida episodes were just. Tragic. They were just really bad. I actually thought we've we've finished here. We've we're yeah. done. They've run show. out of gear. Yeah, but um, I think they realised too, and it was done in two episodes. Yeah. And back in back in the nine nine. So yeah. that was yeah, that was uh, interesting start. Um, I obviously watched Stranger Things, loved it. Punisher, working through that. Thor, obviously, I saw as well. I finished Slasher. I don't know if I mentioned to you last time that I've actually finished it now. But I didn't pick it. I picked an element of what you said. You and you know we spoke about it after. I didn't pick the Who Done It. I yeah. picked an element of it. Yeah. But it's so sort of twisted. I didn't really love the season. Like I liked parts of it, and I thought that the twist could have been okay. But when I went back to think through some of the things that had happened, there were certain things that I feel like. They just did that to throw you off the scent yeah. and nothing more. Yeah. There was no other reason for him to be there. And it wasn't like like they were so egregious that it just looked ridiculous by the end of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I think I said previously I'd watch a third season. 
I will, but <laughs> I'll have second I mean, thoughts. I'll have second thoughts when I start episode one, but I'll see I mean, through. Christ, I'm happy to go back to Scream season three when it comes yeah. out, and I was absolutely raging about you, you the end of that. I hated that shit yeah. by the end of it. So yeah, I'd give it another season, but it stuck out like you wouldn't believe. And I'm not good at picking those things, Yeah. but it stuck out so much, and it is so derivative of a very well-known yeah. movie that it just... They threw the bit in that you're supposed to sort of see. Yeah. It's, I just went, hang on. Yeah. And I think and I, I realised that, that it, and from there, the last three or four episodes, you just sit there going, oh, God, I can't yeah, just finish it. Yeah. So I think I, I saw that, what you were talking about, and I made a connection, but I didn't see it through to what yeah. it eventually was. So you're right. It was, it was sort of out there. I saw Jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. Laugh it up. That good? That good? <laughs> no, look, it... If you like the Saw movies, you'll get enough, but there is nothing new, absolutely nothing. The twist, it was predictable. It was totally predictable because all the twists and turns are things you've seen in the previous fucking seven movies. But according to Luke, Jigsaw 2 will make up for Explain what happened to Jigsaw. Yeah, well, we laughed at him the first time, but he was right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me guess he's the killer LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, could have been. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it brings nothing new to the table. Yeah. But if you like the other ones, you'll probably get you know enough out of this one to say yeah. Yeah, it was all right. Sorry, my joke was completely ridiculous because he was Pennywise, not uh, yes. Jigsaw. Steph Curry was. I was, tra- I was trying to just sort of move on and. Sorry, yeah. No, I got to leave here. Walking straight through it. Give us Steph in dog shit. Dog shit. Move on. Oh god, yeah. Um, <laughs> it didn't happen. I saw Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. yeah, not bad. It looks really good. Like the sets and everything are. are Pretty great. They look really, really fantastic. The cast is obviously fairly stacked. Kenneth Branagh, very good. Got a couple of laughs out of him, and he's uh, he he plays it off. But I was never familiar with the story, and I kind of felt like it sort of. I kind of felt like it built it up from the get go to where it was going to end up. So yeah, I don't know. It, it was enjoyable. I watched a couple of docos. Now I can't remember whether I, I mentioned this already, but I watched the Nature Boy, the Thirty for Thirty on Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was bloody good. It was really good. I wish they had gone into his money trouble so we could have talked a little bit about Ric Flair finance and all that sort of stuff. But to be honest, Honestly, who's taking a fucking financial away from Ric Flair? <laughs> I think he's back in back in the ring too now, so he, he must still be having financial issues. He's seventy years old. Yeah, I think he's seventy. He? Yeah. <laughs> but no, but like there was some. There was oh, some really, break him There was some really great parts to it, and I mean, basically, at the end of the day, he he admits at the end of the docker, like he's lost a son to overdose, and um, all of his kids essentially say he's a shit father. At the end of it, he just basically he just basically says, they say to him, what do you want to be remembered as? And he says, some people would love to say they want to be the greatest father. I'm not. I'm a terrible father. I'm a worse husband. And I want to be remembered as the greatest wrestler ever to live. The problem and basically is- he says, I lived what I was in the ring. My character became my real life. And I fucking loved it. Look, I can see where so, he probably oh, went wrong. Right. He owns it, and the doco is better for it because he goes into the depths, and he, you know, you see, he talks about some shit that he does, and he says, "Yeah, look, I, I was cheating on my wife and all this sort of stuff." But then he goes into this massive story about I just couldn't be alone, so we'd get to the Holiday Inn, and I'd roll into the bar and say, 
I'm buying everyone a drink. Next thing you know, I'm dancing on the bar with people I don't know, serving the shots and stuff, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of, he does, he owns it. You see, you see, you see he talks about some stuff like he's regretting it. Next thing you know, he's giggling and smiling away, and you can <laughs> oh, see him looking over the corner. And he just, you can tell, he wishes he... That he he wishes that was where he was while he's talking about it. Yeah. Know? But isn't that a little bit sad? It's sad in a way. That you're but 70 it's... years old and you still keep... Look, it's sad in a way, but at least I watch that doco and I can say, all right, well, well, at respect, least you know where he's coming I respect from. his view. Yeah. He, he, he said, I, you know, I watch that and I say, I can never do what he did to his kids. I can never be away from him. Fuck no. But he puts it out there. He talks about it. And basically says, I am wrestling. That's what I am. Well, he accepts I, I, I accept that, and the documentary is better for it because he doesn't pretend, you know? And, the, you know, some of the other great stuff is that Hulk Hogan gets on there and they say to him, who's a better wrestler? Because there's all, always been this debate about, you know, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and anyone that was a kid in the 80s is always like, yeah, Hulk Hogan's great. But when you get, if you like wrestling... Ric Flair is clearly the better wrestler. He's a, you know, he makes someone else look good. He's a technician and whatever. And Hulk Hogan's got a massive ego. They say to Hulk Hogan, who's better? And he says, Ric Flair's 10 times better than I am. He said, I've got a lane, but he can make anybody look fucking fantastic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <Except> <laughs> for- <laughs> Look, I'll tell you why if anything went wrong he probably discipline wise would just bang their head into the turnbuckle or something my favourite part of the three feet away my favourite part of the doco is they talk about the the woo they go where'd that come from and then he starts going yeah one night I'll give him the woo the next night is woo <laughs> it starts going through all these variations. So it's like he's blue steel. <laughs> yeah, they start playing clips of it, and it's all the same. He's just, you know, a couple of woos in a row, or just, you know, it's bloody ridiculous, but quite funny. Um, the other one I watched was, what's it called? Jim and Andy? The, the one about yeah. Jim Carrey oh. playing Andy Cole. It sounds look, like a slog. Look, it's a good watch, and some of the stuff is legitimately fucking really good to hear. Like Jim Carrey talking about why he had to do that. And he's saying, you know, sometimes the, the little bit of dirt that turns into the pearl or whatever. For me, that bit of dirt was that, am I good enough? And all this sort of stuff. And then there's parts when he's talking about his dad and why he went into acting. And he goes, look, my dad was a great musician or whatever, but didn't go to the States. He compromised and stayed in Canada and was an accountant. And he fucking got fired when he was 50. So he goes, he... he, he he compromised in life and he failed at his compromise. So the reason that I was so driven as an actor was I thought, if I'm going to fail, I may as well fucking fail at something I love. Yeah. And so you listen to him talk about that stuff and it's great. But then by the end of the doco, I was still sitting there going, it doesn't, it doesn't, in Tommy Lee's words, it doesn't sanction your buffoonery, Jim. <laughs> you, you fucking acted like an asshole for months on a set, and the only reason you got away with it was because you're Jim Carrey. Yeah. If, you do, if, you, if I'd have been an extra and I said, I'm going method, call me fucking, you know, whatever you're going to call me, and then really got shit-faced and fucking passed out on the set and had to be carried somewhere, I'd have been out in my ass, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, uh, you know, he treats Jerry Lawler like an absolute piece of shit. Yeah. He's just needling Lawler. There's, there's twice in the doco where they show Jerry Lawler physically attacking. And yeah. both times I was thinking, fucking good on you. Yeah, about time. Yeah, and, and the thing that Jerry Lawler says is, look, and it was one of the sort of parts in the doco that I was like, I wish they'd talk to more people about this yeah. because everyone's championing it. And, yeah, it was a great performance performance for a movie that's fairly average. So they talk to Jerry Lawler and he says, look, he's been an absolute asshole to me every time I've been here. And they show clips of Jerry Lawler arrives on set and Jim Carrey just rolls up and throws water on him and his girlfriend for no reason (laughs) because he's in character. And he says, look, what he's not getting is that 
Andy was always great to me. He'd yeah. always call me Mr. Lawler and shake my hand and then we'd do a bit, yeah. basically. And he's just fucking needling me the whole way. So, look, there was, it, was, it was a great watch, but it, again, it does to me, you've acted like a fuckwit for six months, basically. Um, so I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn because it was great to watch. Well, that was his goal, mate. He nailed it. Yeah. The last one I watched, which you boys will be really interested to hear about, is I, of course, went and saw Justice League. So, um, how bad is it? It's not as bad as everyone's telling you. No, as you said, Batman think. versus Superman. Come no, on. no. Look, there's, there's huge, there's huge problems. Number one for me, Ben Affleck is worse because they try to make him funny. Oh, they should have. They should have just let him be who he was. The torture um, porn Batman. Yep. The villain is dreadful. Like Steppenwolf looks bad. It's boring. It's kind of. I don't know. I was just not very happy with that at all. They try to squeeze in too many characters that, that you haven't had their own movies and you don't know. But I still enjoyed it. I still liked it. some of the action scenes were just good fun. There was a couple of um, back and forths that they had, which were clearly Joss Whedon stuff that worked between mm. the characters. Obviously, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that Superman's back. Of course, everyone fucking knows that. Oh, I was really surprised by that. For the first, for for the first time, Mate, I was fucking after happy ba- to see Batman Superman on screen. I wish he was dead. Yeah, well, so, the, the thing about it was it was finally like, that's that's Superman. Well, that's closer to Superman. Yeah. Um, so it's a step down from Wonder Woman, a big step down, but I think the tone was more towards what you, what you probably want. And I think it... In the end, it probably suffered from having to go to Joss Whedon because it was a little bit confused. Yeah. I was thinking that would that was a good move, but I, obviously there's a bit of pulling in two different directions. But yeah, overall, I was I was happy enough with it. How did the effects look? Because in the trailer, some of it looks like 300y, like where it's just really yeah. Some of them didn't work. Yeah. Some of them didn't work. Steppenwolf was just every time I saw Steppenwolf, I was just like, fuck, that's really bad, yeah. really bad. And I think, you know, the funny thing was I really liked Cyborg and a lot of people have had massive issues with Cyborg. So I don't know whether it's because I didn't have as much of an issue with those guys not having a huge introduction because I've seen, you know, I know the, the characters. I yeah. know enough about the characters. But yeah, I was pretty, I was, I was happy enough with it. Look, it's definitely better than, it's definitely better than Suicide Squad and, and Batman yeah. vs Superman. It's not as good as Wonder Woman. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of big, dumb fun. Which is probably where, more where it should be. Yeah. Because it didn't do the kind of business they were hoping. Um, no. And from what I read, they're going to lose a hundred million dollars. I was saying needing, not hoping. They're, they're basically, it's going to become a, a massive flop, essentially. Good thing is they haven't hitched their boat to unless the they're lucky, ordering. Unless they're yeah. lucky and it, it grows with a bit of word of mouth. But I just, I, I don't know. I, I think that that's actually not necessarily the fault of the film. Essentially, if... If you don't no, get, if you don't get, um, you know, eighty or ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes, you're not mu- like I think it was always going to be sitting roughly around there. Yeah. And because it gets forty percent, people go, oh, mate, it suffered. Right it suffered the DC stuff. Yeah. Like if Wonder Woman had come one or two movies earlier, I think they probably would have done better on this yeah, one. But yeah. people are already sick of sick of DC. And but I wouldn't be surprised too if it's a bit of superhero fatigue. I yeah, mean, there's, there's a so bit of that, many for sure. superhero films. Yeah, quite frankly, thought it pretty well, but I know, but. I mean, Marvel gets the rub of the green. Mm. And yes, they make better movies. They do. They do make better movies. But put them all together and they're all very much the same. They do get, right? they get, a, they get, a, they get a clearer run. Yes, they people get a clearer run. Like them. People, people already like the Marvel stuff, so they're more... Because for me, look, I loved, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 2 had massive problems. Yeah. But I went and sat there and I watched it and I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't like let the problems kind of 
tear it down for me. And people just want the DC films to, to suck now. Yeah. They want them to. Like, I've read that many reviews where I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, yeah, but there was a couple of the Marvel movies had this issue too. But it's forgotten. But they were still enjoyable. And I thought, for me, that's what Justice League was. And I think, I think you find, if you dig into it, there are a lot of people that have said exactly the same thing that I've just said that, like, it's, it's got some real problems. But if you just kind of take it in, you'll have a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Which probably wasn't the case with Batman and Superman. But I, I, just, think, I, I just think there's a little bit of superhero fatigue. And, and yeah. look, these movies make money whether, you, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter. They're, they're, these, all these, like, Justice League is still going to make a, it's, it's going to gross a heap of money. Problem mm. is it costs a heap. Right, so it's gonna get hurt by that. Mm. But China will come in and save it. But it might. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm also <clears> in the grants <throat> that I'd, I'd be pretty. I'd actually be interested in looking at Justice League as opposed to something like Batman Superman. Like I, could, I couldn't have given a rat's ring about Batman Superman, and then I watched it and I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was actually all right. This one looks a bit more interesting. Like it just, it just feels a little more. Out of the doldrums, sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. maybe if they can just build on it a little bit. Problem is, if you go when you go to the Batman, you're going back down into the yeah. the darkness. Well, the again. thing, the funny thing about this one is, I'm clearly a Batman man, but I think Batman works much better without yeah. Justice League and that sort of shit. I'd much much rather watch just Batman movies and pretend that sometimes that Superman and that didn't preferably exist. cartoon ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> some of the better ones, but. I came out of this one thinking, fuck, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more Superman now. Yeah. Because they finally, he had some cheesy shit lines and there was one particular scene with him that just made zero sense. Um, And I think once you see it, you'll probably know what I'm talking about. But by the end of it, I was like, that's fucking Superman, finally. Mm. After Man of Steel even, which I, I kind of enjoyed, and Batman and Superman, I was just like, fuck, I could not. I could not tolerate any more of this fucking doom and gloom Superman. Yeah. So I actually came out of this one thinking, fuck, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more Superman. And Batman, I was just like, yeah, they kind of fucked him up. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's two movies in a row that fucked him up, I think, because <laughs> no, one, no one was happy about Torture Batman and no one's no. going to be happy about Wisecracking Batman. No, so. yeah. It sounds like a, they can't really find a tone for him. Oh, I forgot one other thing. I am now 600 pages through it. Ooh. That's halfway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a <laughs> big book. I read it a long time ago. Mate, as I, I said the same to Jared before you turned up, they didn't even scratch the surface nah. in, in the movie, not even close. I there is some incredible either. set pieces and shit involving Pennywise and yeah. all these characters that they have met who are, you know, and these scary sort of sequences that are just, they're just fantastically done. But it's also coated with a light dusting of cocaine. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's... So when he's the man's coat to the eyeballs... Was it a light dusting or was it a... Oh, it was a fucking fair old dusting. <laughs> I think he had, like, stretched a balloon yeah. full of it over his head <laughs> and just lived in there. He, he is off his chops and he is just out there. And it's better for it. That's, oh, yeah. that's the thing. It's just out in the middle. Of, but I'm 600 through. So I, I'm closing in on the on the. So you like it though? I'm loving it. Yeah, loving good. it. It's a good book. Um, and it, it it's even it even showcases that he was doing those little things, um, connecting his universe even back then. Yeah. In the eighties, so yeah. it's nothing new that he's been doing it more recently, and people are pointing it out, and they've got this new show coming out that's all set in the Stephen King universe. Yeah. 
But yeah, it's, it's, it's a fucking great read. It's really, really worth it. Especially after watching the movie and loving it. I thought the movie was excellent. All right. That's 44, 45 minutes we've been... That was a real rapid fire, guys. Oh, really? <laughs> Would have skimmed over what you're watching quickly. I'll edit 25 minutes out. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. And let's get in the cage with Louis Ferrito. <laughs> Would you like to make a lot of money fighting? Oh, I don't like to fight. Where they uncover its corruption, expose its secrets, and their only way out is to fight for the greatest prize of all. This fight ain't gonna last long. Their lives. Lou Ferrigno. Brown. You ain't going to shoot a lady, are you, dickhead? Cage. They're right. Cage from 1989. Not Nicholas Cage. You're already laughing. Cage. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a good start. It's directed and produced by Lang Elliott. He was responsible for Cage 2. And I think that was about it. It was written by Hugh Kelly. Also wrote Cage 2. <laughs> Stars Lou Ferrino as Billy Thomas, Red Brown as Scott Munro, Al Leong, or better known as Endo, as Tiger Joe, <laughs> uh, James Shigeta, who's, um, who plays Takagi from Die Hard. Yeah. He's Tin Lum Yin. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> and uh, Branscombe Richmond, better known well, as Bobby Stiller. Stiller, and he plays Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the budget is unknown. I uh, look, a couple of packets of cigarettes. <laughs> a case of beer. Uh, this was in cinemas, I believe. Oh, fuck. Right. What? I managed so, to find a box office. I heard you say cinemas, cinemas plural. So. Yeah, yeah, so it, it wow. made $614,000 in the US. Shit. So it was in the cinema at some point. I don't know how many. Thousand. There's no way the budget was that high, surely. No, no, I think they made some money. I was going to say they made about $613,900 profit. <laughs> We're in the wrong business, guys. Just a little bit of trivia. Both Lou Ferrino and Red Brown both played Marvel comic book superheroes. Mm. Ferrino played the Incredible Hulk and Red Brown played Captain, Captain America. America. When he looked like fucking uh, oh, Super Dave or that's something. That's where I saw that bloke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Captain America. Oh. Okay, now, this... Film was given to us by Brad. Thanks, right? Brad. Now, Brad's given us a rundown. He's given us his thoughts. So I'm going to start with him. He's given it two out of five. <laughs> right? <laughs> Brad says it's actually not badly written with some payoffs and decent <laughs> characterizations for a subpar 80s kickboxer ripoff. Particularly like the main henchman and his character arc coming to care for Billy and then saving his life. 
Overall, the movie is stuck in, in late 80s schlock. Action Cheeseville. Yes, it is. It's very much so. I'm going to say I 100% agree with the fact that it feels like something like your kickboxer. Mm. Um, it's cut rate. Yeah. Watching this on YouTube is is difficult because it's it's bad. It's a bad film, but it's bad. It's it's really bad copy. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to watch. Trust me, mate. It'd be more difficult to find a copy of. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the difficulties in watching it are also magnified by having to watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Look, it's a it's a one star movie, but I had three stars of fun. <laughs> so I'm down the middle. Yeah, I think it's it's it's, look, it's it's cheesy as all hell. It's stupid as as they come, but dare I say it? Lou Ferrigno produces a couple of alright pieces. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, Red Brown is fucking hopeless. <laughs> hey, real good roundhouse kicks up. <laughs> if you need a bit of groin. <laughs> if you need a bit of knee height. <laughs> but overall, two out of five. And people, people, if I when if I spoke to someone and said we're watching The Cage from 1989, and we're doing another podcast, they would have said that'd be the worst movie you've ever covered. Not even close. <laughs> I'll look back <laughs> through our catalogue. This movie's... <laughs> they don't listen to us enough. <laughs> I know. There is some stuff well below this. Yeah. So, for me, I had a bit of fun with it. It's badly made, but I'll give it two out of five. Right. Gibbo. Oh, me next. Okay. Come on in. It's a one. The intro the intro was funny and I was just like, okay, so we're gonna it's just gonna be some fucking war hero bloke. And then you get the like getting injured and then it goes into this fucking montage with the weirdest music of all time <laughs> yeah. and I was just like, Fuck you bugs. <laughs> what is going it's like some Oh, I don't know what the word for it is. Oh, man. There's a similar song over the end credits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in between is oh, dog shit. Right. Uh, it's one for me. I'm, I'll get into all this other shit later. <laughs> Jared! Yeah, I had a feeling you were not going to be pleased. Um, I like good movies. <laughs> yeah, look, I've probably been guilty in the past of giving stars for entertainment that I had with it, so I better, better make the distinction. It's probably a one and a half yeah. for me. But I'm the same as you. I had a I had a fucking blast. Don't give too it much credit for funny. unintentional comedy. Yeah, I know, but that's still. I, I mean, I've watched bad movies before that were just flat out bad. Now, if I'm watching a movie like this that's bad but makes me giggle <laughs> and has like absolutely ludicrous things in there, like that's fucking entertaining as. Like, but, I would much rather watch something like that than one of those just down the line bad. You know. But do you think they knew it was? As off as it was, like no, they're taking it no. seriously. When he's talking about how he died a but long time ago, that's what makes it. That's what I makes just it, lost my mind. Look, that's what makes it so funny. But also, they're giving it their absolute best. I will give it some credit for knowing, like this was '89. Mm. It knew that this was. I'd say that yeah, this was a B grade. I mean, somehow made it into cinemas, but at that stage, you were ripping this shit out on video, yeah, right. And it kind of knew what its lane was. Yeah, just the, knew what it was. The thing about this was, like, as you said, you were thinking um, kickboxer. I was thinking same sort of blood sport. Blood sport was what came to mind when I first started watching it. Funnily enough, I hadn't seen anything about this movie previously, nothing. But I, as soon as I started watching it, I was like, yeah, fuck, I would have seen this preview 20 times on absolute yes. dog shit that I'd hired on video 
down at the at the video store, you know. Yeah. So the only reason I haven't seen it is because it didn't pop up in the video store, basically. Yeah. But yeah, that was the lane it was in. It tries to do it bloody cheaply. But funnily enough, down the track, it's actually got some names that we recognise, yeah. which adds it a bit of, you know, unintentional humour again. Some of the lines are just laugh riot. And again, they're supposed to be serious. Some of the stuff that... Look, Louis Farino, I actually... Some parts I was like, oh, no, Louis. Like, <laughs> you know, some scenes where he's given it his best and he just looks absolutely terrible. And then other, other parts I thought, well, fuck... He's acting red, red brown off the fucking screen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite, look, the entertainment value, it's a one and a half movie at absolute maximum. But it, I, I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, I'd yeah. watch it again. <laughs> so if, Funnily if, enough, I started watching Cage 2. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> should be ashamed of yourself for that. I should be ashamed. That, now, that one was a, was a slog. It, so if it was if it was actually aware and more tongue-in-cheek, then I'd be more on board with it. I just felt like they were actually yeah, going for some of the funny. beats. That- then it wouldn't be entertaining. <sighs> Look, I, 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 will, I will kind of agree slightly on both sides. There are, there's stuff in it that kind of seems like it, it not necessarily doesn't belong but it feels kind of for instance him getting shot and, and, and yeah I'm sorry we're sort of it's sort of like a dislike but him getting shot in the head at the start and then recovering there was they could have gone a different way without having him being kind of damaged by the the shot in the head which made him Childlike. Yeah. Well, I think he could have. See, this is the could thing. have been shot in the leg or something, and then he took time to recover and Red Brown stayed with him. And look, if I was trying to improve the movie and make this like a serious action movie, I would have almost made him not speak. Yeah. But that would have in this movie, yeah. if he hadn't have spoken, that would have taken three quarters of the entertainment out of the yeah. bloody thing. Yeah. Because Louis trying to act like a child. Is highly amusing at a number of points. <laughs> Maui, I want to my queen. You prick. Fuck it. All right, look, let's get into the likes and dislikes. Just to let you know, Brad's given me his likes and dislikes, so mine and his will be peppered in together. Okay. Um, and I'll try and... Feel free to outline who's a who's, mate, if you're not on board. No, 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 I will. Yeah, I'll throw it. <laughs> Most of them sort of hit the mark where I was at. Too, right, so. right. Yeah. Look, <clears throat> for me... Movie starts with a bang. It's a dive store ball. <laughs> it's shot in Southern California or some yeah. shit. It's supposed to be Vietnam. But it starts with a bit of a bang. It's not bad. They spend a bit of money there. Yeah. And the first person no, they they young. <laughs> that was out the bloody back of someone's house. Yeah, but what I mean is it looks professional. Yeah, they spend a bit of money on the chopper. I was going to say, they actually had... The chopper said you got two minutes. <laughs> yeah. They actually just flagged a bloke down and was flying up. Mate, just go to a flyby, can you? You know what I love, though? Every time they cut to close-ups, it definitely wasn't moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting there and they're shooting below the rotors yeah. so you don't have to see it. Starts with a bang, though. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that dive store shit. I thought I was like, oh, this might not be yeah. alright, actually. Well, that was right in the lane of straight-to-video yeah. action cheesy. It just looked like Rambo too. Yeah. But Brad, Brad also shit. mentioned that 
no one else seems to be cranking out. I mean, short sleeves, except oh, yeah. so he can yeah. <laughs> 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 <Can't> <laughs> up. <laughs> well, his captain was, it looked like he was maybe in his 50s and was weighing the best part of 30 kilos. He's like, oh, we're for the captain. <laughs> yeah, you know none of those other blokes are passing the physical. <laughs> no, that bloke hasn't done a push-up in his life. <laughs> um, Brad also mentioned that Louis the only one with some sort of bull <laughs> or perm. Tell you what, though. But that shit's not getting through. That's, that shit's not getting through. The Marlon Olympics, really. we missed a contestant. <laughs> that is a full head of hair. Yeah, that's a good... It's a mix between the mullet and the perm, but it's yeah. look, it's not passing muster with the army, though. No, no. Although, I guess you've been hanging around the wilds of Southern California. Who's going to argue with you? Yeah, you've been sinking piss in someone's barbecue for six months, and then you jumped over the fence. No one's telling Philip Thomas to do this. You jumped over the fence into fucking handle or something. <laughs> Yeah, nobody's arguing with Louis. Like, Louis was bigger than Arnie. Like, he was taller and more... Yeah, he wasn't as... um, uh, Striated like he was. Yeah, he wasn't as as well-defined. Yeah. But he was bigger. He was a big big dude. It's kind of... Huge human. In a way, it's it's a little bit kind of sad to say, but um, his speech probably cost him any chance at a a movie career. Yeah, yeah. Not a second. Got him this role. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They had to ride around it for this role, which ends up looking... Can you imagine if this was out in the cinemas now, the uproar that would be around about portraying people and difficulties and things like that? Yeah. Um, But the poor bloke probably... I mean, at the time, anyone that was putting a movie out for him was just like... Or, you know, putting a movie out for Arnie or that wouldn't have been even looking at him. Mm. Yeah. Even yeah, though Arnie's struggling, I mean, Lou probably has better pronunciation than Arnie does. It Arnie's always had the he just had the charisma that yeah. Lou just doesn't have. He looks like he's just he's blank. just the big body. Yeah, yeah. look, I'm, <coughs> I'm, I'm I'm throwing it straight out there. Lou's not the worst actor I've ever seen. No, not even close. No, Red in fact, Remy's <laughs> right up there with the worst. Hey, we just watched Highlander, mate. There's plenty of contestants a bit below Lou. I tell you, <laughs> but. And Brad pointed this out as well. That actual the hearing difficulty that he had he had in in life mm. kind of works in into this. It mm. actually does work for him. Yes, I don't think the characterization is great, but there are times when he's actually competent, mm. and he he actually gets a couple of scenes reasonably well done. Yeah. Now, you're, you're talking about a super cheap film. They would not have gone past one fucking take. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, I'm thinking, Louis done all right. Yeah. Louis actually done all right. He's not, he's certainly no, no great shakes, but I, Red Brown is just, he's having a shocker. He's having a shocker. So, Louis at least putting in some effort. And I actually, I, I, I was, you know, I exact sort of thought to myself, well, you know, he's having a crack. And the other thing that they actually did was that they actually hired decent actors, like a couple of blokes that could carry the weight, like Tagagi. Uh, Fuck them, I'll <laughs> 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 Yeah, same guys. We're putting this guy forward. He played Takagi in Die Hard. 
Where's our Leo? <laughs> he's, he's Where's our Leo? Endo. Yeah, get him. No worries. Yeah, he comes with me. Can we get Carl to come in the background? We need a big blonde guy. Well, you know, I laugh at uh, I laugh at Bobby Six Killer too, but he, you give him the thug role, and yeah. he'll do. You know, in a cheap flick, he'll do what he can with it. If he'll you do it multiple nominations. You make him a Mexican, you're probably asking for what you've got. You know, you're asking for the get us around the beers, man. The guys that are on his head, but he will give you a decent acting performance. <laughs> as a head. <laughs> he's, Mexi- he's quote unquote Mexican. Is terrible. But who gets Danny Trejo on set and goes, "It's you, you." <laughs> Bobby Six Killer, Mexican. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. Where's Danny from? Yeah. He's in Mexico. Definitely not in Does it just me or does Red Brown look like Brian Bosworth? He looks a, a lot like Brian. Brian Bosworth. Slightly leaner, but. Swear, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stupid blonde. You know, it looks like bulk. Um, it looks know. like one of the main characters out of one of those old like. Um, you can like No, no, no. Like the old like uh, like arcade games, like the, the side-scrolling fighter game, yeah, like yeah, Final yeah. Fight or something like that. Final Fight or something. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, there were a couple of sequences when in that montage at the start under the under the music, where. I just could not stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. And one of them that Brad pointed out was he's, he's reading bedtime stories. And then oh, he... Is this about Bambi? Is this the shit when he can't do the puzzle? And just oh, yeah. That was my favourite. That was my favourite bit of Lou Ferrino doing his absolute best to give you a performance. And it's just like, yeah, that's why you're the Hulk, mate. <laughs> but the best bit was Lou trying to walk again. Yeah, <laughs> shuffling and falling down. <laughs> oh shit! But uh, you know, yeah, this this look hard. Recently, see, because this is another one where my likes and dislikes just kind of blend into one. Because this was one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen, but I was laughing so hard, and it was under that under that scene, that music, that fucking ridiculous oh. song. <laughs> But there's this bit where they say something like, in the song, it says something like, um, I'm not going to leave your side or I'm going to be here or whatever. And Reb Brown gets out of his bed, strolls over, puts a hand on Louis's arm, <clears throat> then rolls back to his own bed. And for some reason, he kind of lounges with the hair, <laughs> hands behind on the head and gets this big smile on his face. And I'm like, yeah. what this is this? This is when he was unconscious too. <laughs> Louis hasn't woken up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here with my mate. I'm being supportive. Yeah. God, I'm a good bloke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm with you, mate. The cast. Awesome B grade sort of cast. For the, right. you know, for the for the cash that you are obviously And hindsight's one of the thing, because I'm sure most of them were getting paid a bit. Yeah, for the money that but, you've got, they probably got a couple of decent decent blokes. Yeah. And I mean Red Killer. Red Brown had a profile. Fucking Takagi. Yeah, Takagi. There's a couple of real bad actors in amongst the 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 crop, which I'll talk about in the dislikes. Want to talk about the the photographer? Yeah, but there's one even worse than her. I'll get in. (laughs) Can we talk about the death grip when he gets shot in the head? Yeah. So yeah, you're uh, holding a whole human, and then you get shot in the head, and what is he going into like rigor mortis? Yeah, or I was going to say your whole body goes limp, except for the as you said, the yeah. grip. He's hanging off the side, except <laughs> his, his forearm is just that pulsating. He can't possibly drop that man. I would, 
funny. Also, ridiculous. actually, the squib on the side of his head, though, not bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Except it's a really? bit, um, bit purpley, isn't it? I was going to say, like, <laughs> if he's lost as much blood as was coming out of his head there, he'd be like the bloke in Hot Shots that was just kind of deflated. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I, I just, yeah, I had a bit of a question mark about how he managed to hold on to him. I'm glad he did, though. Because um, who was he hanging on to? Was that. He was Scott? hanging on to Red Brown. Yeah, so it was Scott. Okay, cool. Scott, not Red Brown. Please. Sorry, Scott, my apologies. I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, actually. Um, it's James Shigeta. James Shigeta. The cage fighting stuff to start was effective enough, all right? Except aside from the fact that they were missing each other. By oh, I love that. It was, it was just a, a, just a cornucopia of missed punches followed by stuff that looked like it might be real. Like, yeah. punches thrown into walls. If yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. on point now. Yeah. Suddenly the guy's throwing punches and missing him by a foot. And I'm just like, who the hell, who the hell was handling this? But the other thing, too, that really works at the start for me is they, they get that weirdo with the blonde hair that was in No Retreat, No Surrender 3. and yeah. Is the bloke even Asian? I don't think so. I think he, he's... Uh, I'm, uh, he's not Asian, as far as I'm aware. But no. um, he looks... I mean, it's it's kind of like... um He looks weird. Like, he looks like if I saw him, you know, in that suit and that get-up just kind of staring, I'd be fucking leaving the room. <laughs> so, yeah. so, kind of, the, the fighting was sort of effective <clears throat> enough, and then you get someone like him... That kind of adds to the whole sort of scene of it. I'm like, yeah, passable. Passable yeah. kind of um, heavies and cage fighting setup that he's obviously going to... I believe um, Lou gets... <laughs> has also got testicles of steel. <laughs> he yeah. receives a couple of good solid kicks in the ball. He gets on late. He's an all-timer. He's yeah. fighting like a gentleman. Next minute... <laughs> Cop this champ. But doesn't it? Isn't it added to by the fact? I think it's in that fight when he's. Is it the first one when he gets hit in the balls and then he starts? He's cheating and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Yeah. I'm laughing because I don't want to fight him anymore. <laughs> Whereas me, I'm going just going. Oh, I'm getting up for two days. Because that was like clean, that. right? In the right. Going down didn't save you in this though. They would just keep kicking in the head. There's no rules. <laughs> There's a couple of piss-funny dialogue pieces that I couldn't stop laughing about. Brad pointed out one in the first fight. He walks over and he goes, Hi, I'm Billy. And that just goes, Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> 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 Hi, I'm Because he thought they were wrestling. I just, they, they let him, it was like a lamb to the slaughter. It was pretty bad, actually, when you think about what was actually going on. Yes. But, but personally, uh, my... My favourite was when the bar gets blown up. Yeah. And, and Red Brown rolls up on the, the bank woman and goes, she goes, you're $50,000 low on your insurance. And he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> exactly what she yeah. just said, you idiot. I love he's trying to play the sympathy card with a bank too. There's no mystery about it, Red. She told you in direct. You are $50,000 low on So your as a businessman, yes, sale, but wait, it's my fault. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. I was clear and concise the first time, so I'll repeat it for you. You are $50,000. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets the shits, I believe. Yeah. Walks off in the fucking half. My favourite was um, my favourite was actually when Billy gets introduced to the two gangsters first when they follow him outside, mm. and he's like, "Hi, Lucky," and all that sort of stuff. And then they talk to him about fights, and he kind of shakes his head. And he's like, oh, "I don't like to fight." <laughs> I burst out laughing. It was Louis's worst delivery of the movie. <laughs> Absolutely woeful. But one of the funniest bits in the whole movie. 
I think it's kind of like it's sort of what you said. I don't know if it. I I find it difficult to give Louis credit for the acting per se, mm. but the fact that he's given it so much and he's clearly giving it his absolute best. He's not doing his Oscar role. It's strangely endearing yeah. in the parts when it needs to be. So mm. like when he when he talks about the I was dead already, like you're alternating between oh bursts out of laughter and then kind of. You can't, it's endearing because the bike is obviously giving it his fucking best. Yeah. You know? And I actually found very much like Brad did that the actual relationship between him and Mario was reasonably decent. It needed mm. more work, mm. but that was one of the rare things where I kind of felt this is kind of a little bit outside this sort of movie. Like it's kind of like. This movie's off in the stratosphere to fucking around over here. Yeah. But this particular character arc could have been useful in another movie. Mm. Is it as strong as cage fight? Is it as strong as the relationship between um Farino and uh, Flash Gordon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not, not quite. quite. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I had a set to over. Yeah, who was who's who was charging more for autographs at a convention or something, didn't they? Bloody a couple old. of seventy-year-old men punching on, or nearly punching on. But I actually found that stuff to be reasonably. It, it it actually was reasonably worked out. It was the only character arc that kind of had some did anything really. semblance of. Yeah. It started here. We built up. Then it paid off. Even it, it was paid off. even it was clumsy and kind of rushed. Yeah. But at least it was. Be- it looked better. Mm. It he did just go it. from being just a seedy henchman to all of a sudden he's on, you know, the, the disabled guy's side it actually, for reasons. Yeah, so it actually basically it added to the drama a little bit towards the end there. And I must admit, I got a fucking giggle out of the, the whole sequence where they got Louie at their house and they're trying to explain to him he's got to do cage fighting yeah. and they're eating. They're eating hot dogs or some shit. And, and they're trying to explain to him. Yeah, trying to explain to him. You're going to be fighting. And he just he, he just keeps going, where's the mustard? The bike's like, fuck. There's a pickle. <laughs> 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 Get in the pickles. <laughs> I actually got a bit of a laugh out of it. Red Brown's running a tyre. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> Mate, it's good to dress in all white with your socks pulled up. <laughs> If you're a distance runner, if you're always, my query is if you're one of those distance runners that, you know, goes the length and accidentally pulls yourself, what are you doing if you're wearing a white shorts? There's no it, that's for sure. Let me tell you something, mate. The guy has got to be a short distance runner. Yeah, short. He, his top yeah, shorts are so tight, he cannot stretch it out. The best part about that sequence, though, is when he goes in the backyard looking for Billy and he goes, oh, there's a clue. And he runs over the bench and he picks up the towel and looks at it and tries to be thoughtful and puts the towel back down and walks away. Yeah. I'm going to convey some feelings here. Let people know that I'm mulling things over in my head. It's the old Ronnie Moss, mate. He tries to be thoughtful, but he looks like he's just smelled a fart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know the funny thing about the smell of fart? But I smell a fart, my instant reaction is... (laughs) 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 What was that? Well, that was his thinking face. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, Reb's running a tyre is a winner. the thing about the backyard too just that you brought it up was it cracked me up is the backyard's about two foot by two foot but he rolls out and looks one way and he's like Billy and he looks the other way Billy giant human you can see the whole thing from the back step yeah. he's not hiding behind a blade of grass dick head he sure he wasn't he's like six foot four he's six foot four 130 kilo human and he's like are you out here you're hiding behind the clothesline 
dickhead. <laughs> um, I think the movie picked up a bit of bit of pace when Red Brown started going around shooting people with a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. And the car chase. The car, the car chase, chase is well done. done. The yeah, stunt work in there and the, you know, the the bloody... The, the camera work. works all, you know, in different angles. Like, they edit it properly. Yeah, there's, there's a few continuity things in it yeah, there is. with these ones, but... But it was actually, yeah, the pulse was racing for 10 seconds. My heart's beating like a jackhammer. Brad also uh, loved the fact that that chick runs up to him in the bar and goes, you wouldn't shoot a woman, would you, dickhead? Yeah. <laughs> and he punches her in the face. He chops her. He chops her. I think he jobs her and then he uses the shot color. <laughs> Is it just me or did she remind you of Mimi from the Drew Carey oh, show? Yeah, she did actually. Did yeah. <laughs> that was absolutely the funniest bit. Yeah. It was very amusing. Her delivery is, yeah, she fucking right into him and then he just fucking levels up. He doesn't take any fucking nonsense on that because he gets into the other bit and he's like, oh, where's this bloke? And they're starting to be lippy. He just loosens on the shotgun. And another thing Brad loves is he sets fire to that guy and then he just then pull the shooting. Yeah, like, shoot him, shoot him. He just laughs. I know, he just laughs. He, so the guy is, he is just a... He's but that was poetic because he knew that he was... She, oh, actually, that lady's was, name was Mimi, wasn't it? In the bar? Yeah, it might have been. Different Mimi, obviously, but... Yeah, that was poetic because he knew he was the guy who blew up the bar. Yeah, and burned his friend, Mimi. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Mimi. Jeez, this, this, we're starting to connect oh, the dots. Oh, there's some depth here. in here. <laughs> Maybe it's a four-star. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> No, I'm I'm out of lies. <laughs> I, I had a comment there just to, to point out the unlikely white guy martial arts. We, we did mention Red Brown's Red <laughs> Some Red of that was magical. Some, mate, he's going for all of it. It's like, I'm Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. No, you're not, Red. Yeah, you're not even close, mate. Yeah. His roundhouse is the worst roundhouse I've seen on mate, it's seriously knee-height. It is. It's dreadful, yeah. and it's so slow. Yeah. Look, you're in the next room before his legs landed oh, where you were. You're turning to try and kick me. Let me go have a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. When I come back, I may receive this foot in so my mouth. So, as you had that first bar, bar fight scene where the two gangsters see him where they're trying to break that fight up in the bar mm. and him and Billy are just loosening everybody up I was just like what is this blonde bloke here for <laughs> what is he offering Marino was just going full Hulk and then you're like yeah this is where, yeah, this well, is where he's around. around he's throwing yeah. people around the bloke thinks and he's Brown about. is sizing up and then whew, doing that oh the roundhouse was just awful yeah look that's probably it for me too Brad, Brad was a bit of a fan of um, the unconvincing bear hug <laughs> on on uh, uh, Shigita at the end. Takagi. 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 Where he just crushes him. Yeah, yeah. Don't you hear a little bit of it? Yeah. Put it down, right. Billy. Put it down. It's like, yeah, don't hurt anyone, Billy. It's too late for you, mate. Sorry. You've already murdered people. He broke that other bloke's neck. Yeah. Asian bloke. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Mm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. See, he's, he's got a little bit out of hand. Was the injury there supposed to be bringing his brain function back I couldn't understand with the, with the flashbacks yeah I did, that was odd because it was like he punched the smarts back into the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. turned him into like a well, killing machine again for a uh, it kind of seemed that way but I don't think that was no. what it was about that, that is one of the funniest scenes in the film though well please explain that I just think it was him having flashbacks but why? But then he, he starts, punched him where the bullet hit I him. He doesn't punch that up I think it was still just padded out yeah because <laughs> he's slow though and he keeps going we talked about the pulled punches earlier. If you want to talk about pulled punches, that slow mo of where he punches him in the forehead over and over again, and he's like, uh, like trying to do like the head shake. Yeah. 
That's not how it happens, guys. <laughs> Sorry, that is not good. Uh, look, I've got to say that. Segway dislikes that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That opening Most song. of my dislikes were equally as entertaining. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not saying this out of it, but the opening song. <laughs> what is it? I don't know, but also. <laughs> I think it kind of felt like they were this close to being in a relationship. Yeah. Like, it's really... That's why I called it a romantic comedy. Yeah, it's, yeah. Really, it's, it's really weird the way they set it all up. Yeah. Because they kind of showcase that they're supposed to be friends, but that it's a love song over the top of the, the credits. <laughs> oh, no, it's weird. So it doesn't also, sort of make also, any sense. But it's also a love song that is clearly cheap. Like, they yeah, may yeah. have had it written for 10 squid or some busker on the corner or something. Couldn't they have gone back and said, we need something a little, just slightly different? Yeah. Just call Survivor. Yeah. Give it just up, just the offcuts. The whole music. Survivor offcuts, could you imagine that? I call Robert Tepper. Tepper. Oh, Tepper. Mate, he was right <laughs> up there. He was smashed it. He was smashed it out of the park. The, um, the music in general is immediately noticeable as like, it's like cheap TV show quality. Like the, but, budgets can, the budget constraints show the whole way. It's only off Matlock. Yeah. The other thing about that sequence too, and this is what Brad pointed out, is yeah, when he opens the box mm. with the... I think it's like the um, Congressional Medal of Honor or yeah. whatever. He, Brad was kind of saying it felt like he was just going to drop down on one knee and propose <laughs> to the bloke and it was going to have a ring in it or something. Like it just, it just, it, it was, all the of right it was kind of out of place. And I think that the whole scene was the strangest montage ever. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, I mentioned Red Brown leaning back and like lounging as if he's on the beach in Hawaii. Yeah, <laughs> while his mates about he doing it tough over here. Yeah. Maybe lost all brain cells. Yeah, like yeah, in just, a coma. There was a lot of weird sort of things within that montage, and the music did not help at all. No. That was no. my first thing. I said, what the fuck is the opening montage song? That was my yeah. exact words. So, so my my other favourite example of the music is when the when the gangsters head into the bar in that fight, there's a there's a clear cut Bad Moon Rising knockoff. Yeah, I heard it's that. It's the yeah. same progressions, and then they try. You can tell they're trying to have it. Obviously, they couldn't afford Creedence Clearwater Revival, so fucking they got I don't know Creedence Murky Water Revival or something <laughs> doing a fucking knockoff. It's bloody dreadful, and it does that like the whole the whole whole way through the movie. The prevalence of those ballads and stuff like that are probably the biggest reminder of the fucking budget. Mm. The other huge issue with this film is that there's so many little subplots that seem to have no real... Bearing on anything bearing else. Bearing on anything. Yeah. Like the reporter, yeah. she doesn't even speak for about 45 minutes. Yeah, you just I don't see think her I've over heard and over her again. speak. She continues no... to pull out a, what's supposedly a miniature camera to take photos. It's joyful. She keeps holding it out like this. She does like, everything. We put the bloody long legs on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you see anything weird in the crowd tonight? Not tonight. You just see her go. Her story is just usurped by Ender. Yeah. Yeah. His story becomes kind of her story. Like yeah. Undercover. So you could have done away with her. You could have done away with one of them. I'm not really sure what that was. Well, you couldn't have done away with Endo. I'm sorry. No, you needed that. Are you talking about Al Leon? You needed that, that look. I, I had a big question about the belly camera, actually, because she's doing some zooming in and getting some really specific fo- facial shots for people. Yeah. the fuck do you aim a belly camera? I don't there's know. There's no way there's an LCD screen on top of that. No, she's just, yeah, just where it's When they that. show her, isn't she like at sort of 
chest height to the bottom of the ring. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her, her, um, her boss. Her, let's see what you got. It's just a fucking... Just bottom yeah. side of the canvas That's and the one row. The canvas. Right. <laughs> so what do we see? Yeah. So you know you need this. Have you need you need your face <laughs> to use the camera, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that was a big question. While we're on the opening montage, though, you mentioned the the stories and the puzzles and stuff. Uh, the first thing you see on his bedside table is the Bambi book, the little kid's Bambi book. I'm like, what the fuck's happened here? The bloke's like thirty years old. Yeah. Why does he want to watch Bambi? He's in a coma. Oh, you wake up. Oh, geez, I really need some reading. Yeah, yeah. Bambi's here. And it kind of undercuts the fact that we had not actually learnt that his, his like brain injury had yeah. actually made him childlike. Yeah. He was still in a coma, but you were putting Bambi books next to his bed. I mean, are we foreshadowing for the poor bloke? We were talking about this. It sounds fucking ridiculous. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's Bambi and Mimi was Bambi's mum. And the gangsters were... The Hunter. Oh, man. <laughs> hey? Yeah, maybe. Four-star movie. It's getting deep. When I said that there was, like, there is some poor acting, and this is a, this was a dislike that Brad brought up as well that sort of segues into this, there's the the other, I, I assume he's a crime boss, um, who's mate, I think he's connected to Mario and Tony. The whitehead. Costello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, A, a an absolutely atrocious actor. B... <laughs> The a, shit he is spouting human. Yeah. is fucking terrible. Mm. Like, you would not get away. I, I was surprised they were getting away with it back then. But even the stuff, everything he says is just, it's a racist. Um, Homophobic. Yeah, or joke, jokes about um, Billy being. Disabled people. Disabled. It's, it's just. He's just a prick of a human. Yeah, it's just just shocking. And he keeps laughing about it. Like, yeah. he keeps saying one of the. Um, something about yeah, he keeps making racist jokes about Chinese people or Japanese people, and then he'll just go ha, 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 and laugh about it. And yeah, he's like, like be on time, yellow man. And yeah, the guy gets up saying, oh, "Come, you're in the wrong." The bloke. Yeah, yeah. Let's get the yakuza in here. Yeah. Sort him out, you know. Uh, like, it's Tom's just, mate. It's just really difficult to watch him. Yeah, no, and, he, and I yeah. don't really know what his place in all this was. You could have pissed him off. And just had Tony and Mario as the crime. Yeah, and then have them up against Takagi. Takagi, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> nah, nah, we gonna have this guy. <laughs> and yeah, he's, no, just, he's, he's just a terrible, terrible. I sort character. of get what they were trying to do, like trying to put shit. I can't even remember his name. Mario's mate in the corner. Yeah, but yeah, the the, the stuff that they were spouting was just. But terrible. they could have done that with with Takagi or Tom Lun Yim or whatever his name was. It's kind of like he's in. Yeah, but but it's sort of like um Tom Thumb. <laughs> yeah, they, they kind of confuse it when they could have just put him. They could have just had Takagi continue to up the stakes. Yeah, like, you know, I'm not giving you the. So yeah, he just changed the rules. Yep, you'll fight again. Exactly. Because he was be- betting with <clears throat> credit, essentially, mm. that he owed them. Takagi's got all the chips, so you never needed that that guy. Yeah. Mm. But really. also, the other thing that I found interesting was Red and Louie just yeah you know, belt up six killer and uh, Treo. In the bar. No, Chayo's Italian, mate. He, does, he wasn't in the bar. <laughs> Either way, but they built these guys up, right? And then Tony and Mario go, ooh, this guy could be our ticket. What did you see in that pretty bog-standard biffo where he threw a few blokes into a wall 
that might convince you that cage fighting was where he was at. It could well, be the fact that he was a human mountain. Oh, no. It wasn't Red Brown's martial arts skills. He just moved on past that. Definitely wasn't Red Brown's martial arts skills. No, it wasn't. It was also not Red Brown's acting. No. Yeah, the bar fight in general is pretty... I mean, the acting was strike one, and Red Brown was strike two. (laughs) (laughs) Then we got, you know, um, Branscom Richmond running around as a Mexican. It was just... It was a bit of a shambles, really. Yeah, yeah. The only good stuff... The, you know, the funny thing is the ra- the roundhouse reminded me of fucking Eric Banner. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. But yeah, the um, Lily was the best thing about that scene by a mile because they just let him do what, yeah, throw his what, way what, around. What he's, yeah, what he's for... What, what I think he's, he's hired for the film is yeah. to, to... He's a big unit and he, he, you know, he's the whole background of throwing people around and punching on and being, you know... That's where it, it it seemed to not get to the cage finding quick enough either. Yeah. Like yeah it took, took a, a long time to get, to get there. there. Yeah. Almost an hour. When you, uh, and then, kind of like and then they kind of shovel in three or four fights really quick. Yeah. That's why yeah. they have that, oh, you'll fight again. Yeah. But in the, at, the same, at the same time, um, Red Brown's almost got his own action movie going on with his revenge scene where he's like punching women and, and he's all jeep lighting people on fire. <laughs> <laughs> failing to put them out <laughs> or shoot them for Richmond trying to be Mexican <laughs> yeah. I'd have shot him after he pulled it talk about bad humour listen though. man boom yeah, sorry. Bobby Six Killer's right hand man was a prick of a bloke as well yeah he just like just mean for the sake of being mean to yeah. everybody yeah, he fucked the whole thing up yeah. well, he, deserved right. he kicked death. the ball got the ball rolling on this bullshit and his Molotov cocktail, fuck. It knows the whole world. It's the whole city world's blocks best Molotov. The whole city blocks going in about 10 seconds. Yeah. It's like, but like even, it's, the funny thing for me was that even he's surprised by the size of the yeah, crazy. Like, oh, fuck. He stops and he's like, oh, shit. Poor man, he was surprised. <laughs> Is that you, boys? <laughs> oh, what's all that flame? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Reb was, Reb was also surprised that he was 50,000 light <laughs> on his uh, insurance paper. Yes. Papers. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It's not all about the comparison. You know, the, uh, the, that immediately turned into a laugh for me again because <laughs> when the fucking police showed up to tell him that the bar was burned down oh, man. and she's dead they go oh, very sorry and then they walk off and Red Brown's just left there to do this emotional heavy lifting standing on a porch trying to look like he's devastated it's, it's just awful yeah, it's, it's very so bad. kind of awkward yeah it's really it. you know they didn't even leave they didn't even say to the cops just you know stare around give him a pat on the shoulder yeah Mention some counselling or something. Yeah. They just let him kind of stand there. Like, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, that scene reminded me of the scene from Dodgeball, where um, Ben Stiller's there on the on the, on the on the porch, and she shuts him down and tells him to fuck off or whatever. Yeah. It just had the same awkward like someone that just doesn't really want to be there. Yeah. For very different reasons, obviously. The pool punches thing, it, oh. it has to be addressed. Yeah. There's some punch... And like you mentioned the fact that there's a good chance a lot of this was single take effort. Yeah. There's some punches in this that miss by at least 30 centimetres. Oh, there's a couple of kicks in the early oh, first yeah. fight scene we see yeah. with this karate... that The karate bike taking on the champ. Yeah. <laughs> and while he's got his... <laughs> he's going... 
Yeah. He's going in the face. He's going. He's about this far away from him. It's like the opening of that um, that prison fight scene in Tango and Cash, that opening two yeah, yeah, two yeah. hits. Yeah. Just, just landed into the entire fight scene. Yeah. yeah. And there's another there's a there's one where um they even throw the they throw someone into the cage and you can tell that the sound effects just been added later because it's like ten seconds later and like they just compound it by yeah. you know, poor poor sound work. Yeah, exactly. That's about it for me. I honestly, I was numb at a certain point and just forgot to take <laughs> notes. Take notes. The last thing Brad had is he, he also feels that the last, the, the final song was just. It was the same as the first song. I was just like, "What the like, fuck is this?" The final one was it like, like something, something by Michael Bolton. But you know what I thought again, you know, comparing it to something else. When when I heard that song, what was going in my head was that, "What would you do if Freedom Custom Buckle?" <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I couldn't get that out of my head. I'm like, I'm just, "It's like I'm watching Team America again." Freedom isn't free. <laughs> Yeah, terrible. Does anyone know why Olmo's hand is waving at the end, like twitching when he's laying in the dirt? Uh, who? Takagi, after he gets the bear hug. Uh, uh, maybe he's laying on the ground. I think he's dead. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. So, okay. That, I was, that's what I was alluding to. I think to, I, I might have just thought, fuck, we might get a sequel here and throw it, you know, just quickly took a Who's shot. Who's available? James Shigeta. <laughs> Who's that? Fucking Takagi. Ali, is it... Does Ali Ong come with him? Oh, I'm not saying Cage oh, too, I'll be honest. I watched, I watched 10 minutes and I had to, I had to give it a rest. Is, is, <laughs> is it really good? It's, is it worse than this? Yeah, because it's not as funny. <laughs> Who's in it? Blue, oh, red, brown. So it's the same cast. They brought back the same team behind this little gem. Is Ali Ong in it? Because if he's not, I'm not watching it. I don't think he is. Oh, I think he had better things to do by that point. <laughs> um, I've actually got a couple here. The, the he was in Die Hard that same year. Fuck, yeah, what well, a comeback. Yeah, <laughs> what a year. Look, he's got... Uh, the, the underground scene seems to be pretty fucking well organised because you've got a crew of sweepers. So yeah. they must be selling food and beverage in the stands. <laughs> Not only are they making money on the bets, but someone's coming around with your peanuts. <laughs> I thought those blokes were going in there to kill, to clean up, like, dead bodies. <laughs> sweeping the, they're sweeping the bleachers. So why though? do they have the fucking main henchmen supervising them then? Well, look, mate. Here's <laughs> <laughs> Going in there like to yeah, clean yeah. out some corpses that have been left there earlier. Yeah, and then there's not emptying that bins out. I think uh, I think Takagi might have said, "Take out the trash." Yeah, that was code. <laughs> but the bloke's just gone. Oh fuck! Get some janitors. <laughs> the janitors. I'm gonna go and sweep the bleach. I'm gonna find out who that bloke is that plays the blonde. Bloke. I don't yeah, think yeah. he's even a little bit Asian. I no, think they've just put some winged eyeliner on. No, I'm sure he's not. I don't think he's Asian. And he was in the only other thing I he's remember was, was re- no retreat, no surrender three, and then he just kind of disappeared. <laughs> For good. Yeah, one day we're going to do No Retreat, No Surrender. No. You cannot beat Van Damme and Bruce Lee's ghost in the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyway, Red Brown seems to be in possession of a thousand dollar note. According to me, because in, a, in another one of his exchanges with the insurance, I think it's the same one. Mm. 
He's got what for all money looks like one note. And he goes, take it, it's about a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and then pisses off. It is a wad of notes. Oh, no, it's one. It's a single note. Your shit YouTube mustn't have been Even on, what, even on the uh, VHS, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. If it was a wad, they were ones. The fight with the Texan bloke is one of the fine examples of the kicks not landing. I think I mentioned the cage. There was thumping sounds at one point where they didn't hit it. Mm. <laughs> and it's the boom, like they're hitting the cage. The other thing I noticed was it also seems to be a hefty suit and tie crowd. <laughs> a lot of businessmen. <laughs> so in that sort of district, it must be, uh, what are we doing after work? We got to get a drink. Oh, there's a death match on. What do you reckon? Take me to the death match. Today, bring us out here. They still yeah. play us in hot dogs. They'll bring you a beer, mate. They've got a crew. Red Brown first showing up in Chinatown to suss out the fights and he stops the old couple. Yeah. <laughs> he stops the old lady walking down the road. Can you tell me the people are being murdered? Um, <laughs> excuse me, do you know anything about these fights that are on? Yeah. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm in the next one with my walker, you dickhead. Yeah. They should have said, uh, look, just stop down the local office block down the road. I'm pretty sure the time. No, no, I don't know where they, they are, but I'm just reading. If you're looking for cockfights, they're over here. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the biggest hit, missed hit of the movie for mine was um, uh, when uh, Tony Buckler goes to slap Billy. Remember that one? He yeah. goes to slap on Billy and he misses that by fucking three feet. Yeah, it's, that's a big swing. Yeah. Um, the handgun that's used to kill Casti- uh, Castillo. That fucking thing blows him back in five Yeah, it's like he's been hit with a shotgun yeah. in the chest. <laughs> It's like, you know, he lowers up the little hand, boom, boom, and Castillo just flies back into that pole. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm really getting petty now. Um, The last one that got me, again, I did fucking laugh at it when it happened, but as neat as the kind of, as it is that the detective gives them the money to save the bar, pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> I need to find somewhere to put this. I think it's called evidence, mate. Actually, not just money. Here's a, here's a cool million for your shits and giggles, guys. Yeah, I think he's going to have to come back to the bar and say, oh, look, the room full of witnesses there seems to have kind of dogged me in that I've handed over evidence, so I'm um, going to go to jail. Back. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, that's not how that works. But yeah, most of this stuff made me. Made me laugh quite. Yeah, it's hard one of those ones where you basically could have just run through the film, and and likes and dislikes would have just come up mm. throughout. It, it. I should have watched it on three times speed. Speaking of running through it, <laughs> well, it's on, uh, wouldn't have had to listen to as much. Well, I'm assuming that's the end of the cage. We're hopping out of the cage now. Yeah, we're out of the cage. I'll, I'll get the oxygen. Worse than we, we look a bit like Lou did after the two shots in a row. Make the mate, Queen. Um, <laughs> Look, <laughs> big thanks to Brad for coming up with the, the cage. Yeah, thanks, It's a nostalgia Brad. thing for Brad, and so I appreciate that. It's his Harley Davidson. Once again, yeah, it's his Harley Marlboro. Once again, though, Jared could have saved us a lot of heartache by saying, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been me and Brad watching it. Yeah, but you know me by now. I'm not I know. I, I knew I could just nibble away at your conscience. I'm going to say, as soon as I heard Luferino cage, yeah. that was all I needed to hear. Wow. So... Thanks again, Brad, mate. I hope you enjoyed that and um, appreciate you uh, providing your thoughts on the film. Now, next episode, we haven't fully locked it down. Is that not correct? Or were we going with... 
I think you're correct. Because <laughs> we were talking about copycat. We'll sort it out offline. Get <laughs> <laughs> it on the Facebook page. There's a little bit of an issue about the eligibility of copycats. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. There's, there's some questions. I actually like it, though. You don't like it, eh? Oh, look, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I hated it when I saw um, it. So. Once, once again, there's no issues from me. No, of course not. Shows yeah. the green light here. The man with <laughs> standards hasn't got a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook, Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. Until next week, take it easy, and we'll catch everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or contact us at Thrill Me, or one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.